Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, the Carolina Weather Group. This is the Saturday, September 15, 2018 edition of uh, Hurricane uh, Florence, Tropical Storm Florence, and now Slow as a Turtle Florence coverage as uh, we continue to track uh, Florence uh, through the uh, Carolinas. It's been a very long day for um, all of us in the Carolinas. Either you've been experiencing the effects of Florence down in eastern North Carolina or uh, northeastern South Carolina, or you've been anticipating the uh, the arrival of Florence in the Charlotte and the uh, area and the Raleigh area, Green, um, Greensboro area, back towards um, the Asheville area and the upstate of South Carolina. So um, really the only uh, areas being affected today is maybe the Columbia area and uh, the, the Myrtle Beach up into the Wilmington and Moorhead City area. So it's been a very long day and uh, will continue to be a, a long day throughout, um, I guess, the weekend. So uh, we are uh, live tonight, so if you have any questions that you, uh, you want to bring towards us uh, that we can um, maybe help answer for you, please do that. Um, we're on Facebook Live or Periscope, so uh, you may comment uh, those questions. We'll be monitoring them throughout the show. Uh, tonight we have our uh, regular group of panelists on. We have Jared Smith on from Charleston, South Carolina, Shay Gibson on from Charleston, South Carolina, and Chris Jackson on from Columbia, South Carolina. So. Uh, Ricky Matthews is um, since it's Saturday night. This is Ricky's night to work, so uh, he's on WCYB tonight. And uh, James is uh, off doing some wedding festivities up in New York. So um, the, the the rest of the crew is uh, here and ready to uh, talk a little bit about Florence. And uh, I'm going to toss it to uh, Jared Smith, and Jared will give us the uh, latest update from the Hurricane Center. Jared, howdy, guys. Good evening, everyone. Uh, we are. Let me uh, get the screen share up for you all to show you what's what from the Hurricane Center here. There's a lot. I have lots of screens to share, apparently. This is interesting. I uh, hope everybody is doing all right this evening. It's a, a, a rather harrowing 24 hours out in uh, the uh, eastern North Carolina. And for some reason, my screen share is absolutely blowing up on me. So, um, you know what? We're not going to show a track. You're just going to look at my pretty face. And can you guys hear me? That's all right, okay? Jared. I can. Uh, I can help you out here. Let me. Uh, let me pull mine up. And uh, yeah, yeah. Let me know what you my, want to talk uh, about. And I'll, I'll. I'll toggle around, and you can kind of discuss what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Let's get the. Yeah. Let's just get the three day up there. All right. Cool. Thanks, man. All right. So here's a tropical storm, Florence. Still a tropical storm as of eight o'clock. Um, uh, intermediate intermediate advisory sixty six A. It's a Max sustained winds of 45 miles an hour. Kind of hanging on to that over the last couple of advisories. Um, movement is west at two miles per hour. Yes, a whole two miles an hour. You can walk faster than this storm is going, just to keep that in mind. Um, and it's uh, in, in the good news is, is that this should begin to speed up and get moving along. Uh, at some point very soon, but um, it is located 45 miles south-southwest of Florence, South Carolina, and 65 miles east-southeast of Columbia, and uh, again, moving west at 2, and the minimum pressure is up to 997 millibars, so again, uh, definitely not the uh, deepest storm. We still have a tropical storm warning in effect from the South Santee River to Surf City, North Carolina. Every other headline at this point is down, including the storm surge watch and warning. Um, that, that is off the grid. That's off the the board um and and, and again it, the wind field is still pretty large on this guy the, this tropical storm forest winds still end out 
extend outward about 150 miles, uh, mostly to the east of the center, near the coast, and over water, according to Hurricane Center. So uh, still seeing some sustained winds here. Of, you know, so Hurricane Center sees a sustained wind of 46 miles an hour with a gust of 59 at the Johnny, uh, Johnny Mercer Pier in Wrightsville Beach. Um, and Augusta 45 was recently reported near Hartsville. So again, uh, for those of us in Charleston, it's been kind of a drizzly, kind of a, a quiet day, but uh, it's still decidedly the opposite of that uh, to the north. Uh, an additional 15 to 20 inches is expected with uh, storm totals between 30 and 40 inches of rain along the North Carolina coast. And we'll get into that here in just a second. Um, <clears throat> but that, you know, but that's ultimately it. We, we're going to see this drift a little bit more uh, westward over Columbia, and then it should start to accelerate and get the heck out of Dodge uh, for too long. Uh, it, it can't leave a moment too soon, quite frankly. It's definitely, flow is definitely overstated or welcome. Scotty, back to you. No, no, I've just, I've not really looked at the Hurricane Center tracks um, much today because, you know, we're, we're now in now casting mode, at least where I'm at. But did I just see that it's supposed to redevelop as a tropical storm over the Northern Atlantic? Oh, that's funny. Well, it, it's a it's a it's a post tropical cyclone, but it will it, it will uh, achieve uh, yeah it'll achieve a tropical yeah that's kind of funny. It will achieve tropical storm force winds again because of course Florence Florence is going has broken all the rules. I it's mean, done a wonderful job of breaking yeah. rules. Florence, yeah, Scotty, Florence. one of the one of those. There's there's still um, up in that portion of the Atlantic. There's still a few warm pockets of water. Um, you know, we think by that time it'll be extra tropical, but could it gain? I would say if it's going to gain anything, it might be subtropical just based on some of the surface, warm surface waters that may give it some subtropical characteristic, maybe just enough. Uh, it still be a cool core at that latitude, I believe. But yeah, that's a, that's an interesting letter to see there at the end of the run. <laughs> I'm not yeah. too concerned because it's going to be, we're going to be, you know, firing the Viking arrow. Don't goodbye uh, I mean, forever, Florence. Yeah. And uh, hopefully the WMO will be retiring that name after this year. We'll never see that name yeah. again. So. I think of Flo is, um, I think her time is, is come and gone. <laughs> we're all tired of her. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to Flo getting caught up in the easterly flow, right? That's or in the right. westerly flow and, uh, and to get the flow out of Dodge. So there you go. And before any weather people call me out, I know we're not supposed to refer it as a boy or a girl name, but come on. <laughs> anyways, um, anyways, I digress. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about the most impacted area right now, and that continues to be the uh, southeastern North Carolina, northeast um, South Carolina area um, between Wilmington and Moorhead City, uh, Myrtle Beach, um, places like that. And Shay, um, they've seen just copious amounts of rainfall. I think uh, Swansboro, the last that I saw, was a, over 30 inches of rain, which breaks the state record for North Carolina, um, with rainfall associated with the tropical system. So, uh, Shay, they continue to, uh, to get the effects uh, even tonight. Yeah, Scotty, it's pretty bad. There's a lot of rain gauges I'm seeing even in the USGS network. Um, they're not being included in the National Weather Service or National Hurricane Center readings because of some questions about their site, um, their their instrumentation and how it's set up. Uh, there could be some question about that, but we may see those pop into the to the preliminary reports in time uh, for some of those stations that are actually operating full force and like and getting good readings. Uh, but looking here at the infrared satellite, we're still seeing lots of streaming in along the southeast North Carolina coast. Uh, we see some gravity waving here just south of Wilmington, just off the coastline. And this could be an area, I know that, uh, I saw this earlier and thought, you know, that this, this line of convection could reform right here closer towards the Grand Strand area. 
and it looks like it might be trying to flare up right here in the last things. And most of this moisture, you can see it's just streaming in. The Gulf Stream is what is fueling this right now. You can see it on the on the eastern side exactly where the Gulf Stream would be underneath it uh, is fueling it all. Uh, so that's where this line may be redrawn a little bit further to the west, where it puts um, portions of Cape Fear over to the Grand Strand and into Myrtle Beach into the line of fire next for the fire hose. Uh, we look at uh, GR Earth, get a better idea on radar what's going on. And you can get a little bit closer in. Now, there are some um, issues up that way right now. Tornado watch for portions of southeastern North Carolina. And I don't think that's ever been looked. At. I think that's been something going on for the last day and a half. Um, uh, so we have um, bands of convection pivoting inland across coastal areas, uh, southeastern North Carolina, the outer periphery of Florence, continue to pose a risk for a couple of tornadoes, as well as potentially damaging surface gusts through this evening. Uh, we do see win winds, and I just showed that a little bit ago uh, through our wind alert readings at our coastal mesonet, where we were still getting gusts into the 40s. So mainly uh, mid to upper 30s right now for some of these folks, especially where these bands are coming into the coast. These squall lines are producing some extra wind there. And this is just relentless. It really is. It's not going to end anytime soon. In fact, I think there's going to be an additional uh, maybe foot or so. I'm going to look at ILM in just a second here. Uh, where is that thing I had up earlier? Weather Bell. And I don't see, I think I lost it in my bookmarks. But um, either way, Weather Bell was showing, I have the, um, and I'll show that up here in a little bit, the HER three kilometer model, which shows the precipitation rate for the next 18 hours. And it's impressive. So I'll find that and put it back up here. Oh, here it is right here, actually. The radar 15 minutes and this is a 15 minute simulation for the next eight hours and if you look you can see this banding just continue into the coastline it's relentless uh, it looks to break up a little bit through the run and, and you can see that band moving into the grand strand area but uh yeah so and again just major issues going on all right so it looked the same it looked the same last night it, yeah yeah it sure did that's what's crazy it's just it's just bad oh, all, all the way around. Uh, even even as the storm drifts off to the west across Columbia, it just doesn't stop, and it's relentless. Uh, and, and this is this is exactly what happens when you have a slow moving storm. Some portion of the coastline, as we saw with Harvey in Texas, some portion of the coastline with the inland stalling storm is going to get the brunt of this rain. So we're seeing an excess of 30 inches now. I think we're going to top that 40-inch mark that they've talked about in isolated areas. I think more areas are going to see more than 40 inches than just a few isolated spots. All right, let's look at uh, this is the uh, Weather Service Wilmington Tropical Storm Florence briefing at 6:30 p.m. by Reed Hawkins, who is the uh, the Sioux. And um, all storm surge warnings have been discontinued. However, the onshore flow of the wind will be problematic by driving, continuing to drive waters into the coastline. Now that the storm is well in, then the NHC looks like they're starting to transition this over to maybe the uh, SPC, I believe, Scotty, is what you said earlier. I, I think that might might be what's going on. Uh, WPC. So, WPC, I'm sorry about that, yes. Uh, so the storm, storm surge warnings have been discontinued. Inland tropical storm warnings uh, have been discontinued as well for, for the ILM area. However, the tropical storm warnings are in effect inland and portions of Columbia, I believe. And we'll talk to Chris about that. Uh, the NHC only covers the coastline, leaves it up to the individual WFOs to make up their own decisions as far as the warnings go with tropical systems. Situational overview, life-threatening catastrophic flash flooding, prolonged significant river flooding expected to continue. Slow motion of the storm will make this a very prolonged flood event. Tropical storm force winds are occurring along portions of the coastal counties once you continue to slowly subside in the next 24 hours. The tornado threat has increased into tonight. 
So a lot of times these are going to be very fast moving. By the time they're worn out, they're likely going to be over with. So uh, just be aware that that is um, still an issue. The main hazards for tonight and then to tomorrow are going to be wind, storm surge, flood inundation, flooding rain, tornadoes, and there are marine issues as well in the maritime, the surf and maritime areas. So driving surf, high waves, and um, on the incoming tides. Potential impacts, wind elevated now that the winds are down, not so much of a threat. Surge, uh, in, in, let's see, I'm not sure with the surge inundation, why that wouldn't be up near high, but inland flooding is extreme at this point. Uh, the, the surge and inundation, I believe that's because they canceled the NHC product for that. So they're all, they're putting it at none right now. So that doesn't mean there isn't going to be surge. Uh, tornado threat is moderate and mar marine is extreme. Uh, peak sustained wind gust. And this is going to be, uh, for now, uh, we're going with peak wind gusts up into the 40s offshore, uh, upper 40s to near 50 offshore, low 40s along the coastline, and then lessening as you head inland into the upper 30s. So the, the wind field is still fairly wide and still affecting a lot of these folks here. Additional rainfall forecasts on top of what has already fallen. We're looking at an additional 15 inches up to the, the slot here to the north, just to the west of Lumberton and east of, Ber I'm sorry, west of Bergal and east of Lumberton. Uh, an additional 12 inches, 12 to 13 inches near Whiteville, Wilmington, Charlotte, Southport. These areas all an additional nine inches down into the Grand Strand, inland South Carolina near Kings Tree, an additional six and a half to seven inches. Florence with another nine inches. Bennettsville with almost 13 more inches. So we have uh, an extreme amount of rain still to come with this system on top of what you've already seen. Uh, extreme flooding prompting numerous evacuations, rapid rises in rivers, flood waters, uh, road scours, complete failures. There's there's lots of, I'm sure, power lines down, lots of power outages, all kinds of issues with the flooding. Tornado threat exists. It's moderate all the way through Lumberton and Whiteville, Charlotte. And then we have uh, elevated down into Florence, King Street and Georgetown, South Carolina. Uh, official NHC track there. Key points to finalize the ILM um, Report here is catastrophic flooding, long-term major river flooding are occurring or imminent. Flash flooding, river flooding impacts will continue. Uh, major to record river flooding is likely through the upcoming week. We already saw that today where they broke the major values in the river uh, heights. So um, not looking too good for ILM for the Wilmington area and uh, as, as they continue to deal with the system on many levels. Back to you, Scotty. Scotty's still here. Scotty had to jump out, so we're going to go over to Chris Jackson to talk about Columbia. What's going on, guys? Uh, let me pull up my chair here. Sorry. All right, so going forward to Columbia, I know a lot of people have been messaging me today. He asked me if I made it back from the beach. Yeah, I made it back from the beach. Got home about 2 a.m. this morning, about a six-and-a-half-hour drive. But uh, looking at the weather around Columbia, most of the day today, it's a, you know just been a kind of a – Kind of a blah day. It's it's just been raining on and off for the most part of the day. You know, winds winds pretty light. But every now and then we get a little band of moose or you get a little gust, 20, 30 miles an hour. Uh, nothing nothing crazy to write home about. Um, I'm going to set up a little screen share here real quick. And there we go. And you guys got radar scope up? Yes, we see it just fine. All right, so looking at the radar right now, the, the center of what's left of Florence looks like it's right there between Manning and Somerton somewhere. It's somewhere along I-95, uh, just north of Santee. But uh, you can see it ain't moving. It's not it's not moving a whole lot at all. Since 3 a.m. last night, it's only moved about, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 miles, something like that. So, yeah, it's, um, 
like Shay said, going overnight tonight, the rain's going to continue to uh, pick up, especially in the eastern Midlands. Um, the locations Columbia and West, especially all the way to the Savannah River, you know, there might be another inch or two of rain at best, maybe maybe three inches on the high end. But uh, you know, the the area I'm worried about, is, you know, anybody anybody along the the PD River base and the Lumber River, Waccamaw River down in Conway, uh, you know, anybody around those rivers and anybody of water, you know, I'm really concerned because there's going to be a lot of rain still to come. And I think there's a lot of people downplaying this. And, you know, they're saying that, you know, oh, the storm wasn't nothing. The storm wasn't nothing. And, and really the storm's just getting going. You know, once it became clear that the hurricane wasn't going to be a Cat 4 landfall, uh, you know, the, the biggest threat was obviously going to be the flooding. And many times than not, you know, these widespread catastrophic flood events are slow evolving things that just happen. It takes days for them to happen. I know the PD Rivers uh, forecasted to have a crest uh, near record. Uh, within three feet, which which is pretty incredible because you know the Great Petey River is a is a big river. It moves a lot of water, and to see that uh, impossible record crest is is pretty incredible. Um, just going forward throughout the night, um, like Shay said, there's going to be an axis of heavy rain that sets up across the uh, eastern Midlands uh, that moves down from the Lumberton area, maybe across Darlington, uh, Florence, some, somewhere in that area. There's going to be a heavy band of rain that sets up overnight. You know, with that heavy band of rain, somebody's going to get a um, maybe a, a foot of rain when it's all said and done with or more. So uh, there's also going to be a little bit of a threat of uh, tornadoes, especially going into the day tomorrow. Eastern Midlands, uh, maybe up toward the Charlotte area, you know, Chesterfield County. But, you know, that remains to be seen. The biggest thing is to worry about is going to be the, the flooding, hands down. And that's all I got. Toss it back up to Jared. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I yeah. wanted to real quick touch on the uh, the Columbia area. Um, and just talk about some of the rainfall amounts that they have coming out here. Um, I looked at these earlier and thought, you know, Columbia doesn't look too bad. I mean, you look about two to three inches. And then as you get up towards Toronto and Lancaster, you're really getting up in the, uh, the rainfall amounts. That moisture is going to be surging westward uh, up the uh, no, no, no. Go ahead, Chris. No, no, I was gonna say, you know, that was something that, you know, I really expressed to a lot of people, you know, uh, on my social outlets between Facebook, Twitter and stuff like that. You know, where, where the shield of precipitation sets up is going to dictate the rainfall totals. And, and you know, seeing that in, you know, three days out, four days out, it, it's impossible. You know, and I was just looking at the NWS Columbia graphic between Newberry and, and Camden. And there's almost a, a 10 inch, I think, difference of, of between Newberry and Camden. I, I don't have it pulled up right now. But, you know, it's only 50 miles. And so that's huge. Trying to forecast that in advance is, is, is I don't say impossible, but next to impossible. But uh, yeah, the, the rainfall totals on the eastern side of the South Carolina is going to be legit and it's going to cause uh, some catastrophic widespread river flooding. Right, right. And they're also calling for some folks asking about the lakes. Lake wind advisory is in effect for all areas, flash flood watches, uh, additional rainfalls. Um, you can find all this on the uh, National Weather Service, CAE website, Columbia website, um, brief isolated tornadoes, possible winds with power lines, uh, down trees and power lines possible. So all these, all these little things that are just part of the whole picture, the winds aren't going to be that high in Columbia. I think you're expecting tropical storm force lower end. Uh, and so the tropical storm force, tropical storm warning is in effect for Columbia. Is that correct? No, I think they dropped it about four hours ago. I, yeah. Cause I just, okay. I looked at the uh, CAE homepage and saw they dropped it, but yeah. I mean, the, the strongest gust I've had here today, maybe 20, 25 at best, I don't know, 30 on the high end. <clears throat> gotcha. 
Yeah, I know uh, Lake Murray is still releasing water. They've been releasing water since we talked uh, the other night, what, Tuesday, Wednesday night. So we're working on four days straight of 20,000 CFS discharges, which is about 5 million gallons of water every second. And they've been doing that for wow. four, four to five days. And I know uh, also Watery's been uh, releasing water also. Uh, I crossed over the Watery River on I-20 going to Myrtle Beach the other day. And it was the highest I'd ever personally seen it. It was actually pretty impressive. Well, it's about to get a whole lot higher, it looks like. Oh, Check absolutely. out. I've got uh, water. The watery at Camden is, a spe- is is forecast to go in a major flood with a crest of uh, 35.4 feet. Is that what that says? Holy cow. I mean, the, the record's 40.4 feet, but, I mean, that's about to rise sub- very substantially. And then just up the watery at the watery dam, and I accidentally clicked, so we're not going to see the little cool cover thing. It's going to peak around it's going to crest around 104.2 sometime tuesday night so at least based on the current forecast so river flooding is going to be is is really going to be a story you know we're just because flow is gone does not mean that we're not going to be talking about this storm for days and weeks after the fact yeah jared that's um um, yeah. That's yeah, really, really interesting. Yeah, I was looking at that product earlier, and, and uh, man, there's just some really interesting things going on there. Uh, real quick, let me touch on. Let me see if I can um, pull up my screen share. Give me just a second here. Did have a really cool uh, map to go on. One second. Okay, here we go. This is rain gauges from USGS, by the way, and. Um, just just a few readings now taking keep in mind here that these uh some of these sites have not been vetted properly through the nws uh, or the nhc so we have to use this very cautiously uh it's for development purposes only it does say but it gives us an idea of kind of what's going on these are these are the uh, cumulative rainfall map with weather service radar overlay uh some of these folks here banks channel 31.66 inches for two days these values are climbing yes uh, jacksonville North Carolina, 26.22. Uh, some of these rain gauge amounts are, are, are really going up, especially in these folks here. I mean, these, these are out. Um, 36.73 at uh, Surf City, North Carolina. Uh, this one was seeing that earlier. It's grown about three inches since then. But this rain's starting to spread, and uh, we're starting to see rain accumulations pile up uh, as, we, as we head further west. So just a, just a few points of reference there that we're showing that the verification from the NHC is there for the 20 to 30 inch mark with isolated areas of 40 inches. That was the call from about three or four days ago. If not even, uh, maybe is I don't know if they called it five days. I think three, four days ago is when they started calling that one uh, for that much rainfall. But we could see, like I said earlier, over those 40 inch totals by when it's all said and done. All right, back to you, Jared. All right, and we got Scott back. He's going to talk about uh, the Greenville Spartanburg and uh, the uh, foothills and his old neck of the woods up there. Yeah, thank you, Jared. I was actually was off camera. We were talking amongst ourselves here in the weather office. Uh, GSP just sent out an interesting message. I don't know if any of you guys are in the chat, but I, I want to read it to you because this is kind of what we've been facing today. Let me pull it up. Uh, this is from Josh Palmer. He's the hydrologist there. He's just talking about good evening. Everyone, uh, the rainfall rates today have been uninspiring. You know, we've not seen a lot of rain anywhere um, really west of Charlotte. And kind of talking about uh, the uh, the model runs, they didn't really print out as much rain as, as what really happened. But as we go into the overnight hours, 
Uh, he said, guidance is bullish on these higher rainfall rates arriving in the North Carolina Piedmont over tonight into tomorrow as Florence maybe starts to pull away and speeds up. Uh, no reason to disregard these predictions. Therefore, the significant flood threat will build overnight through Sunday night as we saturate the soils with the current precip and the heavier rainfall rates on top of saturated soils uh, will maximize runoff. And then he put this most uh, important part to it. Uh, and this is what we were just discussing. Therefore, our concern is to the public may grow complacent due to the current precip and be ill-prepared Sunday morning through the day, Sunday, and through um, Sunday evening when we expect travel to become dangerous due to heavy rainfall and flooding. If our media partners could really stress the importance of not letting one's guard down overnight through Sunday, we'd greatly appreciate it and thank you for your support. So what we've been facing today is storm fatigue. Um, it's really not been much of anything up here. We've had some gusty winds. We've had a few trees down. Uh, we've had on and off light rain, but it's it's not really materialized as being a heavy rain threat. And the reason for that is what Shay, Jared, Chris have all been talking about is the uh, the slow movement of, of Florence. And so, um, you know, don't let your guard down. If you live in the foothills, we are still expecting to see heavy rainfall amounts. Uh, that heavy rain starts to pick up tonight, but definitely tomorrow morning throughout the day, Sunday into Sunday night is when we're going to see uh, what they may, what we're going to see a portion or maybe exactly what they're seeing on, on the East coast of, or of North Carolina it would be happening here in, in, in Western North Carolina. So uh, don't let your guard down. I know today was kind of um, kind of those days where you said, Hey, it's supposed to start raining. And it really didn't. Uh, but uh, you know, with the models, the tools that we use and prior history and stuff like that, uh, we definitely think the rainfall is, is going to in, increase uh, throughout the evening. A general six to 10 inches is still possible uh, anywhere in Western North Carolina. That's the Charlotte area back towards Hickory, um, Asheville, Marion, Morganton, Shelby, Concord, Salisbury, Statesville. Uh, that is definitely still a common number, six to 10 inches. And uh, if we get uh, those southeasterly winds to really kick up and we, we kind of veer our flow from a northeast wind, which kind of for us in the foothills dries things out to more of an easterly or a southeasterly fetch, that allows that moisture to be backed up, banked up against the mountains and is where we see the, the heavier rainfall totals and definitely the flash flood threats. So um, I know it's kind of in a waste today. I get it. I am wore out uh, just trying to – just waiting for, for, for the rains to come. But um, it, it looks like tomorrow is definitely has the potential to be a very dangerous day. Uh, as Shay is, is showing you right now. Um, oh, it was showing you. Um, the, oh, sorry uh, about that, Scott. I was, yeah, trying to find that, I was trying to find that uh, where they talked about the Blue Ridge escarpment, and it looks like they removed it from there. Are they still calling for 12 inches in that zone? Yeah. The, the, uh, higher elevations? They are. They are. Um, I think it's dependent on who prepares those graphics, to be honest with you, uh, because they've been kind of floating in and out throughout the past couple of days. But um, but yeah, we're under a, a high a high rainfall uh, or high flash flood guidance, whatever the, the wording is. Uh, I'm really tired. I can't think of the correct terms, but we're under the high threat for Western North Carolina uh, tonight and tomorrow in um, uh, that's as high as it can get. You know, there's four levels. There's marginal, slight, moderate, and high. And, and Western North Carolina is in the high uh, part um, for Sunday. So we're expecting to see um, conditions really start to go downhill um, late tonight into tomorrow. Um, we've had some churches already cancel services. Some are not. 
my my concern with that is is when uh, if church is going on or if you're in churches when we expect to really see that heavy rain move into the area and so that is when we could start to see flash flooding so um, you know that that's kind of a tough call there you don't really want people out during the, the heaviest rains and the flash flooding so um, very tricky setup but uh, we're going to continue to watch it up here in the foothills and you can throw stuff at me all you want to because I got this one wrong today, but I think a lot of people did. I don't think we expected Florence to uh, continue moving at two miles per hour today, uh, but we do believe um, that Sunday will kind of make up for today where we'll see definitely some heavy rain and um, flash flooding. I will not say as a guarantee, but it's 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 almost a guarantee. Um, but yeah, do you guys have, I, I'm sorry I had to jump out. Uh, which areas have we not covered? Where were we at? I'm I think sorry. where RDU was going to be, we were, we were. I think we were going to touch on the Charleston area from Jared, yeah. but I think, okay. uh, I think we're okay from Charleston. Unless Jared, you want to um, offer some words? Yeah, for us? yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 uh, I, I will say that we have dodged a huge bullet down here in Charleston. Again, we, you know, we started the week thinking that we were on the cusp of a Category Four hurricane strike. Or something very close. It was certainly within the realm of possibility. Um, thankfully, that 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 did not happen here. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of hand wringing. There's going to be a lot of debate over whether you know over the evacuations, over lots of things. And well, you know, we're going to let people have those discussions. Uh, there's 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 a lot of discussions to be had. Um, they needed to act in the in, in the interest of safety. Um, everybody got to come home today. The evacuation order is lifted. All the all the watches and warnings dropped. Um, so everybody's so things are starting to return to normal here a little bit. Um, not really expecting too many flooding issues, but there is going to be an issue with the Santee River near Jamestown. Real quick on the screen here, and um, let me uh, get my screen share up here one more time. So really, you know. Uh, Northeast Berkeley County is going to continue to uh, experience some effects with this. They have gotten, they, the, the weather service forecast has nailed it. Um, they've gotten, you know, from Southwest Charleston County got maybe a few hundredths of an inch. Uh, they've had over three inches in Jamestown with more to come. And, um, and so, uh, so the Santee river near Jamestown is uh, very close to flood stage, which is 10 foot. It's going to crest at 12 foot around uh, Monday or Tuesday, and then slowly start to work its way back down. So there will be some minor river flooding up that way and if any additional heavy rain band set up this could change so something definitely that we need to watch uh, in, around uh, Jamestown in Northeast Berkeley County but uh, other than that in you know, the Charleston area I mean we really 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 dodged it and um, you know, count our blessings today my friends totally agree with you Jared um, yeah we, we really have uh, the folks up in East North Carolina not so much but this this really could have stayed as a category three or four Way to the coastline, so we got we really did get lucky. A couple things that upper shear and that dry air slotting really got mm -hmm. to the storm. If it weren't for that last minute injection, man, I tell you, it would have been a pretty probably a category three by the time it hit the coastline at the very least. Yeah, it's bad enough now. I mean, it's bad enough as it is, and then you and then you get those winds involved. I mean, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, I guess I can do the RDU area. Let me, um, I, I, I got a couple of viewer questions. And uh, we got one that's actually kind of concerning. A guy, uh, let's see, Tony Millard asked, just saw a post that 911 Lumberton, North Carolina, get out now, confirmed dam has broke. Is this true? Um, I haven't seen that yet, but I'm, I'm sure some, we'll be fishing on Twitter here in a little bit. We'll look up that. Um, thanks for bringing it to our attention. Do I, Chris? 
I thought Chris said something. I'm sorry. Uh, so we'll be looking into that one. I said I'm on it. Yeah, I'm not, not seeing anything. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm not either. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, don't believe uh, everything you see just yet until it's verified. So, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll look into some things here. Uh, Frank Quantz Calvert asks, how is Linville, North Carolina? And, uh, again, uh, real quick, I'll touch on this one. And, and Scotty was talking earlier about the rainfall amounts that are coming up that way. And there's a, there's a section here that's uh, a higher elevation just to the west of Morganton uh, where the elevation goes up pretty high. You have the Linville Gorge and this whole area up in this, in this spot. It's called the uh, Blue Ridge Escarpment. And uh, what we get is, uh, is lifting of moisture coming in from the east and upslope, reaching up to the cooler condensed air aloft, and it mixes with that and then precipitates much higher than what these rainfall amounts could be. So uh, this is just a per Sunday precipitation forecast for that area. And uh, we could be looking at a foot of rain when it's all said and done. Uh, so if you live up in the mountains, be uh, very aware. Be tuning into the National Weather Service for your area and the local TV stations to find out what's uh, expected for your zone. All right, we're going to take a quick look at, uh, let me find RDU. Uh, here we go. So this is the uh, National Weather Service Raleigh office. Uh, and they're, we're going to cover this, this zone now. Three key points up front. The worst is not over yet. That's the number one key phrase that they have. Intense rain bands will continue to move on shore tonight, resulting in additional localized flash flooding. Heavy rain is expected to shift towards the west later tonight and Sunday. Moderate to major river flooding into next week, especially across southern and eastern North Carolina. Summary of greatest impacts, significant flash flooding, extreme river flooding, uh, limited wind in central North Carolina. This this is uh, residual tropical storm force winds expanding out that could just be there in gusts just over that threshold. Tornadic activity limited. Additional power outages are starting to come up to elevated. This may shift to significant in time. Uh, main points of hazards are wind, flash flooding, river flooding, tornadoes, and power outages. Lots going on here, guys. Uh, so if you're up in that area, be hunkering down if you haven't left or uh, just be aware that uh, you're going to have some big issues. Wind speeds uh, through tonight should be in the 40s in Fayetteville, low 40s up towards Sanford. Uh, and then we get to uh, 20s as we head up a little further up towards Roanoke Rapids. Seven-day rainfall forecast once again puts a large swath of heavy rain still to come across portions of the RDU forecast zone. Flooding rain threat. Uh, in the purple here is, is potential for extreme flooding rain. Major flooding rain is in the red and moderate to the orange. Yellow is uh, localized floods. So that's the uh, flooding rain threat for tonight. Uh, major to extreme flooding likely. Flooding threat will shift into the southern and western Piedmont Sunday and Monday. So that means you folks over in Greensboro and the triad to the west will be affected by this as we go into Sunday and Monday. Tornado threat. Um Expanding out from the southeast is uh, potential for several tornadoes and then uh, potential for a few tornadoes further inland. Basically, be on guard for tornadic activity. Uh, let's see. Greatest river impacts are going to be exactly where these are drawn for extreme. Uh, we're seeing a lot of river flooding going on now. They're going on well above the major flooding um, heights for some of these rivers. And uh, so that's going to continue to be an issue. Forecast rainfall totals. Additional rain, estimated rainfall totals are going to be in these numbers here for a lot of these folks, a little bit more towards the southeast into Clinton and Goldsboro. Additional rainfall forecast call for an additional 15, 10 to 15 inches along the southern portions. Storm total rainfalls, we're looking at 15 to 20 inches for Fayetteville, Rayford, Carthage, uh, 10 to 15 for Ashboro, all the way 8 to 10 inches in Lexington. Goldsboro, Clinton, 
15 to 20 over here. So even more than that, probably get 20 inches plus for some of these areas in these two counties. So be aware uh, of the rainfall totals. Uh, mainstream rivers, uh, Noose and Little Rivers are currently in flood. So uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a bad situation all the so way around. That, for that's going to be a major problem. Um, there was one river in eastern North Carolina that it was supposed to rise another 30 feet or so before it was forecasted to crest. And uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember the county that was in, but uh, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. I think it was the Cape Fear. It was supposed to crest at like 60 feet. Yeah, it was It was an astronomically high number. And uh, from what I understood, it was higher than what even they saw with Hurricane Matthew. So uh, that's going to be a main story. Once we finally get Florence out of here is the main still river flooding. Uh, and if we get the heavy rain that we're expecting here in western North Carolina, it's going to start all the way from up here in the mountains and all the way to the coast. So... Um, those are those are some some stories that we're going to have to look at. Um, che, anything else we need to add for the Raleigh area, of Greensboro? Um, no, nothing, nothing more. Just those rainfall totals are, are going to be surmounting. You know, and that, as that rain pushes to the west, I'll I'll pop up the uh, GR Earth and once again get some radar in motion so you can kind of see what's going on. The tropical banding is just going to continue to wrap from the Atlantic into the coast. Once again, this is fueled by the Gulf Stream and the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, we have a warm water current just offshore, about 30 to 60 miles out. And you can see the convection really blowing up just over that. And basically over the topographical feature known as the Blake Plateau is where this Gulf Stream is. And you can just see the convection banding into the coast nonstop. It is, it is absolutely relentless for these folks up here. Um, let me see if I can pull up the COD and uh, run composite radar with visible and see if we can get a, a better idea. It might take this a second to load, so just bear with me. Um, it shows a little bit more on the radar at the composite level here. So we're looking at um, serious banding. You know, the, the reds, of course, are, are the squall lines and, and tropical features. But you can see how, how fast it's pushing to the uh, west, Scotty. So you guys should be starting to pick up on your rains overnight tonight and into tomorrow morning. Yeah, I think once we can get that load closer to Columbia, I think we'll be able to steer our, our, our easterly winds just a little bit more to start to get some moisture um, over the area. Uh, while you were talking, Kathy Kleinman asked about rainfall in Boone, and I'm glad that she did. Uh, we could definitely see, you know, upwards of maybe 10 inches of rain up in Boone, but there are now um, evacuations taking place in Watauga County, especially in the uh, areas that are lower lying and flood prone areas uh, up in Watauga County. In fact, a few friends that live up there, uh, I've seen where uh, firefighters were knocking on folks' doors asking them to leave tonight, well ahead of the expected heavy rain tomorrow because of the chance for flooding. So, um, definitely the chance for some serious rainfall up in the Boone area. Uh, Jared, you said we have a new tornado warning uh, just north of Wilmington, it looks like. Yes, we do. It came out, of, it came out a few minutes ago. I'm going to go ahead and uh, let me take radar scope full here real quick. Uh, give me just a second to go get that out. And um, one moment. Let me take that. But yeah, it, no indication that it's on the ground yet. Uh, no indication of anything like that, but it is uh, definitely an interesting signature. And uh, darn it, I think I Jared, lost real quick, my screen. I do want to let the audience yeah. know that um, uh, 
for the Charleston area, we go back to Charleston quick. Berkeley and Charleston counties, most coastal zones, all schools are going to be back in full swing on Monday. So just a tidbit of information there. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, kids. Um, so it was, it, was never, it wasn't going to last forever. Good for the parents, bad for the kids. Uh, good for the kids. They, they, you know, a little education goes a long way. So, all right. So, got uh, <clears throat> got radar scope up here again. I'm, we're looking at a velocity and reflectivity next to each other, and this is the area of concern. It's moving very quickly here. So, there's there's your area of concern. I'm going to pop open another two panels because hey, we're all nerds here, right? And uh, and while that looks scary, while this large CC minimum over here around Skipper's Corner looks scary, that is actually not a debris signature. This is not a debris signature. This is just a little tornado vortex signature. It looks like nothing is being lofted. Um, and it looks like actually, it looks like the uh, warning is expiring right now. So uh, go us for being right on top of that tornado warning. But I, I will say that uh, we've got um, just sitting offshore. There's a lot. I mean, let's, let's just, let's play count the couplet, shall we? Let's see. This looks like this one right here. This is uh, okay. So that one, that one just was unwarned. This one here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we got, we got, we got quite a few of these guys uh, just uh, lingering offshore, just ready to, uh, you know. Those are, those are probably water spouts. Those are probably embedded water. Very likely. Probably been happening mm -hmm. all day long, just off the coastline as mm -hmm. they go into the coast. So there's, there's warnings. Very likely. A lot of them are, are likely water spouts that have made landfall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very likely, and um, and again, we just the, so the the warning north of Wilmington is expired, so um, so we should be in good shape there. Uh, but it is, you know, we still got a lot of spit ups, and again, these are going to be fast tonight, and these are going to be whoa, I, you know, that thing's tightening again. I would not be surprised if they pulled the trigger on another warning. And I just got a new scan in, and that thing is, uh, you know, it's still looking pretty good. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, and you know, Jared, that this is a situation we saw back uh, last year with Harvey. Uh, when we see mm -hmm. kind of the same setup of this storm just stalling over the coast or slip, mo yep. moving very slowly and in numerous tornado warnings. So, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I would love to know how many warnings uh, the Wilmington office has issued today because it seems like it's been a lot. Um, I'm sure there'll be a study about that. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. We can probably get that number for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's while you're doing that, let's let's toss it to Chris. Uh, Chris, you were actually out in the elements yesterday. Um, you, we talked to you, um, what is today, Saturday? We talked to you Thursday night. Uh, you were in Myrtle Beach uh, waiting the arrival of Florence. So kind of talk to us about your day yesterday. Long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really? Gosh, where do I even start? So, uh, yeah, Saturday? Yeah, I'm tired. I think so. <laughs> let's see. Let's, let's yeah. rewind back to Thursday night after our show. Uh, we staying oceanfront down in Myrtle Beach where a bunch of uh, press and media meteorologists were. And, uh, I, you know, I laid down uh, about midnight and the wind just howled and the wind howled and I howled some more. And, and it was so deafening loud. I mean, at one point, the uh, you know, I, I was laying down, I was like, does it feel like the hotel swaying? And, I, and, you know, the only way that I figured it out, I'm like, I walked in the bathroom, I looked in the, you know, the toilet bowl and the water sloshing back and forth. I'm like, well, there you go. Yep. Okay. So anyways, uh, finally went to bed about 5 a.m. Friday morning, uh, got back up, and uh, by, I was on the road by 10 o'clock. I went up Cherry Grove and spent most all day up in Cherry Grove, Little River, North Myrtle Beach area. Um, it wasn't real bad, uh, maybe until about noon, 1 o'clock. You know, once the eye, you know, real, or, you know, the center, it wasn't really much of an eye at that point. 
I started across the South Carolina line, you know, got within maybe 10 miles, 20 miles. You know, the winds really picked up, started getting some pretty pretty good little gusts out in Cherry Grove, you know. Uh, I was with a, a, one of my buddies from uh, Twitter, uh, Garrett Biedenboe. He used to be at uh, Watch Fox here in Columbia. He's down at CBS 47 in Jacksonville now. Me and him hung out for the most of the afternoon, and we were trying to get wind measurements for our kestrels, but both of them died. So go figure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some of the wind gusts we got were pretty significant. All the damage I saw was pretty light. Actually, you know, really impressed with some of the construction down there. Uh, did see a bunch of uh, shingles, gutters, and uh, uh, vinyl siding, things of that nature, all over the road. Uh, I got off the island—not really island, but uh, you know—I left the Cherry Grove area about four o'clock. I noticed that once the winds came around out of the southwest, the, the marsh side—for uh, you know, those that are familiar—there's a little bit of a marsh on the backside of Cherry Grove. You know, the, the water in the marsh came up about two feet in about 30 minutes, and I—I I was actually sitting right there watching it. and seeing that along with the roads that were already flooded, and you know, knowing the situation at hand that you know, 20 inches of rain you know, was possible, I made a decision. Go just, I just left. And so I came inland and, uh, you know, scoped out the Little River, Myrtle Beach area. And, you know, it seemed like, you know, there was nobody on the roads except in the, in the law enforcement and some other uh, spotters and weather folks. But uh, it looked like for most part of the Grand Strand, uh, as far as the wind damage, made out pretty well. Now, now, driving home from Conway last night was a whole different story. Yeah, Chris, tell us a little bit about that because we were communicating with you and actually seeing, um, I think it was your Facebook stories, your Snapchat story, one of the two about just the crazy wind that you're experiencing. Yeah, the uh, the, the wind coming home last night was unreal. I mean, uh, from the, oh, hold on one second, I got NWS chat pulled up. I think they just reissued that tornado warning. Yep. All right, sorry. Um, like I was saying, the, the the drive home from Conway was, you know, incredible. A ton of rain. I mean, just blinding rain. You know, I, I drove for about an hour and a half and saw a tropical storm force, maybe even gusting close to hurricane force winds. And there were literally tops of trees flying across the road for most of the drive. Uh, wasn't the safest drive I've ever made in my life, but you know, it was a decision I made, so I made to stick with it and just took my time. And you know, the city of Ainer had, a, you know, the stoplights were just hanging through the middle of the intersection. You know, especially the area 501 between Gallivant Ferry and Marion saw a bunch of tree damage. And also the Marion County Airport, they, uh, I think they have four, three or four hangars uh, totally destroyed by the winds. And also they had uh, four Robinson helicopters, uh, uh, a fixed wing traditional airplane, and also a, a ultralight experimental airplane that was uh, damaged by those winds. And, uh, you know, a bunch of road closures, a lot of wind, a lot of damage uh, just from trees and stuff like that. Yeah, we saw your pictures today. It's uh, pretty extensive uh, damage that we saw that you were you were putting onto your Twitter account, so we were sharing that out. So thank you for Absolutely. those. Uh, thanks for all your efforts there, Chris. I mean, you uh, you kind of had us worried last night. You were you were trying to get home. How long did it take you to get back? Six and a half hours from Myrtle wow. Beach to Columbia. Was that that wasn't because of traffic? What was that from road closures? Yeah, that was that was absolutely not from traffic. <laughs> I can promise you that it was from you know just road conditions and you know, trying trying to navigate safely and get to, get to where I need to be. And, uh, you know, of course, I stopped right there between Gallivance here and Marion, just uh, honestly, quite honestly, to admire what I was seeing because, you know, the, the cloud motion, the trees, the sound, it, it was it was up there with my weather experiences. And, you know, I've got over a dozen tornadoes and three hurricanes now, and that was up there at near the very top. It was impressive. I'm sure you, you can't even go the speed limits on most of those roads because yeah. of the long trees. I mean, if you're going 55 and all of a sudden here comes a huge limb, you're in trouble. That's right. Um, but uh, yeah, just, just think, just think, you could be with Josh Morgan with Ice Cyclone over in Luzon, you know, doing a super typhoon. 
And yeah, has anybody heard from him? Uh, yeah, he's on to his next storm now. I think he's awesome. he's, he's yeah he he travels around you know all around. He does his big ones, and he likes to go to ones especially when they're over two hundred miles per hour in their wind. <laughs> so I don't know how he does it. But, yeah, I mean, um, anyway, Scott, I I am beat. I bet. Yep. Yep. We're all a little tired. I think we're all going to sleep well tonight. So, uh, Scotty, do you have an update on the dam that uh, we had a viewer question about up near Lumberton, North Carolina? Yeah. So the question that came in about a dam failure, and I'd actually seen video of a dam failure uh, in eastern North Carolina earlier this evening. So I was kind of familiar with that request, but it's not in Lumberton. It's actually in Southport. Um, uh, Jackson Fuller with the uh, Star uh, Star News down in Wilmington, it's the area um, newspaper down in southeast North Carolina, is reporting uh, that they can confirm that the Bowling Springs Lake Dam has collapsed. Residents in the area should not panic as Brunswick County Emergency Services believes that just one house would be affected by uh, any runoff from the collapsed dam. Uh, and they have been alerted. Any questions, uh, please call Brunswick County Emergency Services. So uh, not in Lumberton, but it, it seems just to be like one of these little dams, um, community dams or something like that, uh, has given way in Southport, uh, which has been hit by um, a lot of rain over the past couple of days. So really not really surprising, but uh, only one home seems to be kind of in the, the danger zone, and, and those folks have been alerted of that so um that is the damn failure hopefully that is what um uh what our, our uh, i think it was tony or tanya was asking about earlier i'll give you a couple of headlines today uh unfortunately there are now 12 uh, folks who are uh, have have died from uh, the effects of hurricane florence um all in north carolina uh there is over let me update the numbers here um, as of uh, Scotty on on how for some of the, are they mostly drownings or they, I heard there was an electrocution yeah. on one. There's all kinds of uh, not not to get into the real nitty gritty of it all um, when we talk about this, but just to just to put make people aware of what the dangers are. Yeah. So um, from from what from what I've seen, and I don't think all of the causes have been released yet. Um, uh, a mother and, and her child was hit, uh, was in, in the house and was, um, uh, a tree fell on the house and, and took their lives. Um, there was a few, a home was on fire and, um, there's just, the rescuers could not get to the home in, in time. Uh, and, and two folks, um, passed away that way. Um, there was a cardiac arrest, I believe, and one in the emergency crews could not get out there just because of the conditions. Uh, those are the only ones that um, that have the official deaths ha have have come out uh, from the examiner in Raleigh. So uh, I'm I'm sure that as we go throughout the day tomorrow and, and so on, we'll, we'll probably hear more about um, the uh, the deaths. Um, uh, several uh, one uh, just another one I just saw now. Uh, a lady was was killed in um, Duplin County. Um, because of flash flooding on the roadways. Uh, and so uh, a car swept, uh, taking three people with them in, in flash flooding. So uh, those are just kind of the deaths that we're seeing. Um, some were medical, but a tree falling on, on one home and, and then another vehicle with someone in it and then three, th three flash flooding deaths. So uh, those are storm related and others were kind of related with, with the current condition. So uh, 12 deaths so far in the state of North Carolina. And as we see this heavy rain, I'm sure uh, those numbers may increase. Um, as of 9.45 p.m., 
uh, over 600,000 people in North Carolina with that was without power. Again, um, on the coast, Carteret County, 98.5% of folks in Carteret County are out of power. Uh, I've heard all kinds of um, uh, things from, from me being in, in the emergency management center here. You, you kind of see what's going on throughout the state and uh, a lot of things I can't share. But one thing that, that I will be able to say, because um, it's already been put out on the news, 25% of the homes and businesses in Carteret County have been um, either um, destroyed or heavily damaged from the effects of Hurricane uh, Florence. So that is uh, some sad news down there, but um, power outage is there. Uh, some good news, like, like uh, Jared was talking about earlier, South Carolina evacuations have been lifted. Uh, I believe Horry County and Georgetown County are able to go back tomorrow morning uh, from, from their evacuation. So uh, evacuation still in effect for the barrier islands in North Carolina and also the voluntary evacuation well, the evacuation of Watauga County, I can't remember if it's voluntary or mandatory, but uh, those evacuations, there are numerous shelters open in North Carolina. Uh, our guest last night, Christian um, Schmidt, sent me a message earlier today saying um, that the uh, shelter at East Mecklenburg High School is packed of evacuees. Very few spots left. There was still availability at Audrey Kell High School in Charlotte. Uh, these did have some kennels for the animals, so... Uh, but they may be gone by now. So shelters are really starting to um, fill up in the uh, Charlotte area as well. So um, just seeing this now from uh, the Bullen Springs Lake Dam in Southport, uh, Brunswick County emergency officials are saying that the lake rose four feet in four hours. And so the water was breaching the dam and it finally gave way. Uh, can, can you guys imagine four feet in four hours? I mean, that is massive lake rise with uh, what was going on down there. So that's kind of the news that we got so far. Uh, we'll continue to push out those headlines. Um, I was not able to catch much of the governor's um, press conference, uh, Henry McMaster's or Roy Cooper today, but I do know a lot of things going on in North Carolina. Um, numerous counties were granted the federal declaration of emergency. Uh, hopefully that'll be able to free up some resources to come in and help the cleanup efforts, but also um, help the folks in eastern North Carolina get back on their feet. So, uh, Shay, I think you've got a few more questions from the viewers before we uh, sign off. Yeah, I've had about three or four viewers ask about the tropics in general and what's uh, what's going on. And to, someone asked if we should expect any more hurricanes uh, by October 15th. And so we can't go that far out. That's a month out. Uh, and we can't, we can't get into specifics that far out. But what we do know is that the next five days, there's one area in particular, Helene and Joyce are going to continue off to the north and to the northeast. Uh, that's three tropical storms there. They were, um, you know, <laughs> they're, they're going to not be affecting land, maybe uh, Helene over towards Europe and, of course, Florence. But this area right here, this is what used to be Isaac. That was a hurricane. It approached the Leeward Islands and it became a tropical storm. It passed over the islands with winds of about 55 miles per hour. It dropped, I think, upwards of six inches of rain for a few of those islands. Nothing too damaging, no casualties, which is good news. I did talk to uh, my contact, uh, Nigel Shamari of the Majority Radio down there. They do uh, media, mass media and radio shows all through these islands. So he said everybody was fine. It was just a, a brief storm that went through. Uh, but we do have a 20% chance next 48 hours and 20% next five days. This system looks to head into the Western Caribbean. Now, the waters are very warm over here. Uh, if this surface low is, is able to 
reorganize and, and get any kind of um, convection wrapped around it, it could be an area of concern, but the chance is very low because the upper shear in this area is great from north to south. It's going to be hammering on the system and I don't think it's going to allow for it. So the, uh, the uh, chance for the system is low. The, it's not favored to develop, but it does, they're going to keep this circled and just because of the area it's going into, because anytime you get a system moving from the Caribbean into the Gulf, this is a big concern for the air. None of the models are really picking up on it yet, but as far as the rest of the tropical Atlantic basin, we look to be okay for a while, at least the next five days. No, nothing on the radar. I think we hit our peak around September 8th, 9th, and 10th, and we saw an explosion of systems, but we still have a long ways to go, and we still have another area that could spike in October. So we're not out of the woods yet, and uh, things really fall off after about the middle towards the end of October, and then as we get into November, the uh, the season really drops off, the activity really drops off, because our waters get cooler. Now the areas that we look for then will be into the Gulf of Mexico and the Caribbean. But outside of that, we're looking pretty good right now. Uh, that, that's something I was going to ask you, Shay. I'd seen a few people tweet today, some of um, folks who, who are interested in forecasting for the tropics, and they said we could kind of go through a week and a half, two-week kind of calm spell, and then it looks like it may spike up just a little bit last of September going into October. Yep, that's, um, that could very well be. I mean, right now we're seeing another – large plume of Saharan dust move off the African coast that may inhibit any tropical waves. Nothing considerable coming across Africa right now. We tend to track systems moving across the, the coast. What you have is the uh, the rainforest to the south, the desert to the north, the gradient in between is where a lot of this moisture and um, spin begins to happen. You get this uh, this rotation going with these systems. And then by the time it gets to the coastline, that we, we determined the last two that came off the coast of Africa were circled before, so it was Florence and Helene were actually circled before they came off the coast of Africa and they, yeah. they affected the uh, Cape Verde Islands. So it, it's just one of these things we watch. We got to watch every single tropical wave that develops, not only in Africa leading to the coast, but also anywhere else in the tropical Atlantic basin, because, uh, you know, these things can can spawn anywhere. Uh, just depends on what the surface fueling is like, what the atmospheric conditions are like, what the upper atmospheric shear is like over that area. It has to really be the right ingredients. So seeing a large relaxing upper shear environment across most of the Atlantic for a good bit of time. This is what happens. Well, you know, it, it seems like the past few Octobers have been kind of busy for us in the tropics. So we definitely can't pay attention to those trends as, uh, as we go through the rest of uh, September into October. Um, any more questions that we see? Um, I don't see many more that we haven't addressed. Um, it's a little bit after 10 o'clock. You guys, um, before we wrap up, have any closing thoughts before um, before we wrap up tonight? Yeah, one one thought from Rob Sato Santi says, "Will the storm hit Colombia by October? Even the storms are slow in the south." <laughs> uh, thanks for the bit <laughs> of humor, there, Rob. We appreciate that. And it's funny you say that because the storm is moving west at two miles per hour, which the average person walking is three point one, and so we could outwalk this to Colombia at this rate. <laughs> so somebody. Uh, one of, one of the TV personalities in Charlotte, um, Wilson, he tweeted a picture of a turtle and he said, look, this turtle passed Florence. <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's funny, but at the same time, it's, it's like, it's devastating too. You know, it's a uh, boy, it's just, it's not good for Eastern North Carolina. They are just getting hammered. You know, I'll throw this, this, uh, GR earth radar up one more time as we close up Scotty, just so folks can see. Uh, what's what's actually occurring and um yeah so rainfall and flooding is going to be the the name of the game here for the next several days 
Definitely so. That is the name of the game. So if you live in the Charlotte area, back towards Greensboro, Winston-Salem, back then towards Hickory, Morgans, and Marion, the mountains, the upstate of South Carolina, uh, Boone, um, up into Avery County, uh, we're going to see a rain pick up in intensity tomorrow. And uh, we definitely could see some flash flooding in those areas. So that is something that we're going to want to want to watch. And it looks like, uh, looks like Florence is – uh, still, I don't even know if it'll get to Columbia by the by daybreak tomorrow, guys. I mean, it's just really slow out there. So, um, anyways, uh, we hope uh, you've enjoyed tonight's coverage. We will uh, continue uh, posting uh, some updates on our social media pages. Uh, tomorrow's coverage, I'm not sure because I if if the forecast verifies, I will probably be extremely busy here in the EOC. Um, so we'll see uh, what tomorrow holds, but. Um, We'll probably still restream some of the governor's press conferences, and I think we just got another tornado. Well, the tornado warning was expired for Pender County. So, um, but yeah, we will uh, continue to monitor the situation. If we are not back here tomorrow night, uh, as far as I know, something we're going to probably have to talk about in the next day or two. Um, our plan is to have Rick Smith on with us Wednesday night. Uh, he's going to talk about storm anxiety. I can't talk tonight. Uh, Storm anxiety, Scotty. Yeah. It's also, also, there's a lot the of big word? terms for it. But What's the big the, word the main, for you to use? The mainstream term is astrophobia. Yeah, astrophobia. Yeah, that. We're afraid of asteroids. So, <laughs> but no. Uh, Rick Smith, uh, he actually sent us a very cool email yesterday saying that if we needed to bump him to another night that we could do that. So we're going to talk about that. I'm not sure what our plan is. Uh, I would really like to have Rick on because I think it kind of correlates with what we've been dealing with here. But we'll discuss that internally and let you know. But if not, we will uh, talk to you tomorrow at some point. Uh, you know, we'll give you updates and things like that. And if we're not on tomorrow night, we will see you here um, Wednesday night for um, our regular show with Rick Smith. So for Jared Smith and Chris Jackson and Shay Gibson, I'm Scotty Powell here in the foothills. We're going to go get some rest because I think we're all got storm fatigue. We're all tired of Florence. And tonight – when you go to bed, just make sure you give it a big push so we can get it out, out of the Carolinas and out of our hair. So you guys have a great night. Stay safe out there. Remember, if you live in a flood-prone area, especially in central North Carolina and western North Carolina, um, make some arrangements to uh, to go stay with someone who is uh, kind of in a higher place tomorrow because uh, we definitely could see some flooding here. So you guys have a great night, and we'll talk to you later.